Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is Tony Duffio. You know I'm laughing because every single week we upset one of our favorites here in the live chat. One of our favorite family members of BTSC because the breaks are too long. So just me, I'm sorry. I apologize to you. I bet you some of our friends in the live chat, did they, did they ever... Uh, Set through, can they sit through commercial breaks when they're watching TV? I mean, those last two, three minutes. See, that was only five, those only about five seconds because I'm thinking about that. But I, uh, I do that for a reason. It's uh, when you're editing these shows <laughs> and I edit every, I'm the guy who edits every single BTSC show right. with the exception of one or two that Jeff will edit his own shows for. Uh, let's ride and he might help me on one or two but i probably do about 25 of these a week and i tell you what i need that i need that break so just me bear with me please <laughs> we love you all right so let's talk about this tony okay let's talk about some more trades that the steelers made and this is all going to lead up to this and it's going to lead up to what the Steelers should do in 2021. And we're not going to talk about it now, but uh, we're going to talk about it then. And yes, I know she's joking. <laughs> so I love to I love to play along with you guys too, Steelers Pittsburgh. I, I do enjoy it. So let's talk about some of these deals that we didn't even know that the Steelers made. I forgot about all of this. Casey Hampton. Yeah. The Steelers had the 16th pick. And they traded down three spots. They only got a four and a six out of it in 2001, but they traded down in that draft. And they trade. They got Rodney Bailey and Matthias Nequente out of it. Bailey was a defensive lineman, played for a couple of years. Nequente was an offensive lineman that actually ended up starting a few games. You know, not not really a blockbuster deal, but. When you can add a fourth and a six by moving down three spots, that's huge. And in the 2021 draft, that's would be big. I would take that. I would move down three spots. I'm not, I don't want to get too into 2021 20, yet. We're going to talk about that. But this is a deep draft to me where the Steelers can do a lot of damage. Not having that fifth round pick. I would love to have a fifth round pick. And if you can make a move like that, do that. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. So let's talk about some other deals here too. Here's a deal you're not going to like, Steeler Nation. <laughs> 2013. In fact, that entire draft was uh, a weird draft for the entire NFL. I really think that was that was strange. I remember Eric Fisher going number one to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers God, <laughs> took Jarvis Jones in the first round. They got the steal of the draft probably in the, the second round with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. But they made a trade for their future, for the next Troy Polamalu. They <laughs> thought at the time. And this is a guy that I had a chance to meet in an autograph signing. Great personal story is Shamarco Thomas. Fantastic guy. Great kid. He, he was one of those that that uh, both his parents passed away and he raised four kids. Wow. While playing college football. I don't um, think I knew that. Yeah. Absolute. A, a great guy, but it didn't work out. 
and they made a trade. And you said this earlier because we were talking about the mock drafts. We're Tony and I are hooked on mock mm. draft simulators right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they offer trades to you, and sometimes it's the Browns and the Steelers, or Browns and Ravens offering Steelers trades. <laughs> and Tony's like, "That's never going to happen in real life, right?" 2013, it did. They traded with the Browns, and oh, they yeah. en- they wow. ended up giving the Browns a fourth round pick in the next year's draft, which they really would have loved to have had that fourth round pick in 2014. That extra fourth round pick, they ended up with a fourth round pick that year where they took Martavis Bryant, but they would have had a second fourth round pick there. And so they didn't have that pick because they picked Shamarco Thomas and that one didn't quite work out. 2012, they did the same thing. They traded a fourth and a six for a fourth round pick where they took Alameda Tiamu and Tiamu... (laughs) Got into some trouble in Pittsburgh. He might have had a longer career, but got into some trouble. Do you remember that, Tony? I remember, and I remember people saying that. I mean, the way he, he that that incident that happened in the South Side, I believe. <laughs> I mean, he could have it could have really been much more serious than it was. So yeah, I mean, that's uh, people were pretty excited about him. He was going to be the uh, Casey Hampton, uh, a more athletic version of Casey Hampton, and and it just didn't work out. He 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 had some demons, and and that was it. So. I'm going to bring up this guy here, Bert Tavares, Aloha Bert from Hawaii. Thomas, they wanted him to be the next Bob Sanders of the Colts. You know what, Tony? What if they would have just picked Bob Sanders back in 2004? Well, that would have been... Do you think they could have done that? Uh, I mean, they would have had themselves a good safety, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they could have, though. They could uh, have because they oh, made a trade. He wasn't a first-round pick in 04? No, no. He, oh, was, oh. he was a second-round pick. Oh, yeah. I guess they could have. Yeah, yeah. And here's what happened. So the Steelers take Ben Roethlisberger in the first round. Uh, pretty good pick. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Good value. With, with their second-round pick, they had a defensive back, a corner that they really loved from – your favorite, I know your favorite football team, Tusculum College. I watch him every week. <laughs> okay. I will give you only three seconds, but I will give you $100 if you could tell me their nickname. Three, two, one. Ricardo. <laughs> they were not the Tusculum Ricardos. <laughs> Uh, he's the only player that probably came out of there, so I figured maybe they named it named him after him. You do not know the the Tus the Tusculum University or Tusculum College nickname of that team. Um, they may probably changed it since I since I uh, started watching them. <laughs> uh, do you even? Okay, tell me this: What state was Tusculum College in? Uh... I, I would say Alabama because it sounds a lot like uh, – no, I'll say uh, Louisiana. All right. you. It was in Tennessee. Oh. So not bad. Not bad. Um, here's the thing. I'm busting you on the nickname. I had to look it up. It's the Pioneers. <laughs> but that makes sense. 
That sounds more like a uh, a, a a a NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament team that gets in uh, when they win their their league. I, I that seems too small to be playing college football, but whatever. You know, one of my favorite jokes was uh, on Cheers. You know, I talk about Cheers all the time, and they were talking about Rebecca going to a college in Connecticut. And I might have been the University of Connecticut. And like, you know, the nickname of Connecticut is like, yeah, the uh, fighting insurance salesman. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Norm that was that that came up with that whole thing. So really funny stuff. So yeah. So let me get back to the. I got off track with the whole Tusculum thing, but they took Ricardo Coakley and they made the trade. They traded up, maybe like seven picks. They didn't trade that far to get him, but they really, Kevin Colbert wanted this guy. And he gave up a second round pick and a fourth round pick for Coakley. With that second round pick, I already gave it away. The Colts took Bob Sanders, who was a really pretty decent safety. Injuries did uh, hinder him, but could you could you imagine? The defensive backfield featuring Troy Palomalu and Bob Sanders. Oh, that would, that would I mean, you're talking about a, a impenetrable, you know, you, you're solving your uh, one position for, for, well, as you said, Sanders got hurt, but, but you're solving a position for at least a half a decade. I mean, it, it would have been, it would have been total dominance, but in the Steelers defense, I remember a lot of people being pretty excited about Coakley and, and, and thinking it was a great, uh, uh, addition and he would do a lot of great things here, but you just never know with draft picks. And, and that's a, always a good lesson to learn every year when we, when we go nuts with who they pick and who they don't pick. You just never know how it's going to turn out. Okay. Just me asks a question here. And this is actually, this is pertinent to what we're talking about because this is something that could happen on draft day. Just me gives us $5 and thank you so much. Just me for the donation to BTSC. Are we going for Darnold? Sam Darnold. I'm going to make this quick. Right now, they're saying that Sam Darnold, his value is dropping. They're saying that Sam Darnold could be gotten for a fourth round pick. The Steelers have two fourth round picks. I say you take a flyer on the guy. I mean, why not? I mean, Dwayne Haskins, same thing. You take a flyer on him. Uh, They did it with... Uh, uh, you know, they, they trade up for Mason Rudolph. Uh, try to get uh, see if he he would he could be the guy. You know, you just never know. You never know. So you, you, if he if if all it takes a fourth round pick for him, you, you you have to see. Here's a guy that three years ago was kind of like the Trevor Lawrence of the 2018 draft. So yeah, maybe he's just in a bad situation. It, it, it doesn't cost you much. What are you going to do? I mean, what, what, what do you have to lose? If now a lot of people in the live chat, there's not many people that that say, yes, I think the only person right now is Mark Tobin saying, uh, yeah, trade for him. If it's a fourth-round pick. Yeah. And Bert Tavares, I do like Bert Tavares saying this. I would definitely think about something like this, too. And it's, uh, oh, that's not it, trade Mason for Darnold. Yeah, because, I mean, if they're, they're going for a uh... – they're going for Zach Wilson, I would presume. So they would need a uh, – I don't know who what their backup situation is like in New York, but they would 
you know, Mason obviously has a few years experience as a backup and he's played, he's been a starter for, for half a season. So, and that, you know, he, he's a, he's a uh, rent a player basically, but uh, you know, if they're willing to make that deal, why not? You know what? Me as a GM, I'm probably doing it, but there's a reason I'm not the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers because I would give you a, a contract, Tony. So, oh, well, that would be great. I, I'm gonna, you would I be wish... my defensive back. Why, uh, darn that Kevin Colbert for re-upping. He should have retired. And, and, and... <laughs> Oh, well, what are you going to do? Here's one of my favorite draft day trades, Tony. The Steelers made a pick, uh, made a trade to get a player, and they don't do this very often. And it was right around, uh, right before the 2010 draft. And they traded to get Bryant McFadden back from the Cardinals. The Cardinals ended up taking John Skelton, who played, played. Uh, he started a few games for them at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they also threw in a sixth-round pick. Sixth-round pick. They don't do much with sixth-round picks, but this sixth-round pick was pretty good. What do you think about Antonio Brown on that trade? You get McFadden back, who's pretty good, who did well for them, mm-hmm. and you're getting a and you're getting a future Hall of Famer in Antonio Brown before he had his yeah. issues and left the team. Right. Well, I mean, they, uh, McFadden was he he was a starter for them in 2008, and he when they won the Super Bowl, and he was he he came back to start for them in 2010 when they went to the Super Bowl, and Antonio Brown as a, as a rookie had some really important catches in that in, in, in the postseason that year. And of course, as you said, he went on to become maybe the, the greatest receiver in team history, certainly the greatest one I've ever seen. So uh, yeah, I'd say it worked out pretty well. So here's, here's another thing too. We just talked about possibly, I mean, we didn't talk long on it, but somebody threw out trading Mason Rudolph for a Sam Darnold. Mason Rudolph was a part of a draft day trade where the Steelers jumped the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Steelers made another draft day trade, trading Martavis Bryant to the Jet of the Raiders. Then the Raiders, they made another trade. They basically gave the pick back to the Raiders to go ahead and get no, it, excuse me, it wasn't the Raiders. They gave it back to, they made the trade with Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, to move up a couple spots to get Mason Rudolph. So they gave that, they gave that pick that third round pick back, but that Mason was a part of a draft day trade too. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, I remember people being pretty excited about, about getting him and, and he was, he was part of that 2018 class where he was almost a, a borderline uh, first round candidate. And, and he just slipped to the third round. They said they had a first round grade on him and, they went for it, and I mean, and quite frankly, the jury's still out on Mason Rudolph. He, you know, as I always say, these guys, you know, they don't get enough. To, in my opinion, they don't get enough time to to, to develop uh, before teams make make decisions on them. And I think the same thing's happening with Sam Darnold. Unfortunately for him, it's just a horrible situation in New York, and he might have got caught up in that. So we mentioned before, you know, making some trades. We mentioned the 2001 season when Colbert was dealing, and he made that trade. He made another trade that year. And so where he traded down on the first round, he traded back up in the second round 
for a guy that would be their rookie of the year and would be great for this team, but injuries really sidetracked him. But you can't deny in trading a second rounder, excuse me, they traded a uh, second and a fourth because they had another second to get back into the second round uh, to uh, be in the second round. So they basically got rid of a fourth round pick to move up and get Kendrell Bell. And they traded with the Patriots. Yeah, that was a fantastic. Uh, he was a, uh, just a really fantastic player in his rookie year. He was such a high impact player. And I mean, it looked like he was going to have a uh, just a fantastic career here. But as you said, injuries got in the way, unfortunately. But that was a good trade. <laughs> they traded their second round pick in 2009 after they won the Super Bowl in the 2008 season. That was the Ziggy Hood year when they took Ziggy in the first round. In the second round, they did not have a second rounder. They ended up having three third-round picks. And the two third-round picks that they got out of it was Craig Urbic, who had over a 10-year career, didn't really play for the Steelers. But he ended up in Buffalo and started on the offensive line for a long time. Mm -hmm. With the state of that offensive line around then, I'm not sure why they uh, let Urbic go. But they also picked up the uh, the guy Mike Tomlin would call a one-trick pony, and that was Mike Wallace, number 17. So they had back-to-back picks there. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, and and, and you know Wallace, uh, people didn't, they didn't know they were supposed to hate him at that point, and and he would go on to, to be a really great deep threat and all round really probably a better all round receiver than people give him credit for, and he was a really a critical member of that uh, Super Bowl forty five team. So it, I think that worked out pretty well. Joe Burnett was the other third round pick that year. He's a cornerback. They took another corner later on. I believe it was the fifth round of that draft who I got an argument on text with one of my buddies. And a lot of you will argue with me on this too, because everybody thinks it's everybody's opinion. And I just have a different opinion. I respect yours, but I can, I will battle that opinion a little bit. And I'm not going to get completely in it, but the Steelers have had some success in the Mike Tomlin era drafting defensive backs and Keenan Lewis was a good defensive back for the Steelers. Cause my buddy was like, well, you know, we were talking about some defensive backs that, I mean, he was just seagulling on everybody. He was right. And he was just down on completely. <laughs> I get it. Senquez Golson didn't work out. Right. I get it. Some of these, a lot of these guys didn't work out. I'm still not going to say that Cam Sutton, who were excited about Cam Sutton, brought him back for another contract. I'm still not going to say that he's bad. I know, I know, Artie Burns didn't work out. When you right. draft late in the first round all the time, you're not going to get the Derwin Jameses. You're not going to get the defensive backs that are complete studs. You're not going to get Jalen right. Ramsey. Right. And that, and corners. Corner is like quarterback in my mind. You kind of want to take a corner. If you're going to take a corner, you take a corner in the top half of the first round, just like a quarterback. Exactly. And that's just my opinion. But I will say that. (laughs) Let's fight, Pat. Okay, I'll fight. (laughs) Uh, So, no, what what I was going to say is you have – Keenan Lewis was a really good pick and that was a really interesting draft in 2009. So they do have the ability to pick those guys up. 
in our Artie Burns situation, this is something that I, we always talk about Artie Burns when we talk about the Steelers. Don't pick a position. That's what they did. They wanted William Jackson the third. William Jackson the third went one pick before him because Cincinnati took him. Yeah, and and it looked like actually, I mean, it looked like it might have been a, a bad fit at the time, but it looked like he was going to go develop into something. And it, it just two thousand what seventeen, he kind of became he got in his head. And he never he, he never recovered from that. And I, I will talk about another draft day trade that drives me absolutely crazy. What This is the draft day trade that makes me angry. And it's no offense to Lawrence Timmons, who the Steelers picked in the 15th round. I mean, excuse me, with the 15th pick of the first round. Who I'm angry at, it's not the Steelers. Timmons was a good pick for them. But the Carolina Panthers traded out of the 14th pick and traded to the Jets. Right. And the Jets mm-hmm. picked somebody at 14. And the Steelers would have had a successful pick of a cornerback because they were all set to take who, Tony? Uh, 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 Darrell Revis, <laughs> Univ- University of Pittsburgh. And I... I forgot all about how much I wanted them to pick him. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. He, Cause I mean, borderline hall of famer. I mean, that's how good that guy was. I mean, he was shut down for a few years. He was really, really good. And, and you, and, as you said, uh, the jets ruined it and the pa- Panthers helped ruin it too. Ironically enough, the Carolina Panthers. Just like in 1985, the Steelers were set on taking for the second year in a row, a wide receiver. And they were, they were very high on Jerry Rice. I don't even tell me that. I never heard that before. Are you serious? I, I just I just watched a, a documentary on it. Oh. Um, but they did. But I knew they. Uh, I believe it was may, might be Labriola that's talked about that in the past. Um, and I've read it in a few places. But they were very high on Rice. Oh. But but the 49ers were higher, and I, and they made a uh, and they gave away nothing for him. I I think they gave away like a a fourth or a fifth round pick to move up to get him. That's amazing. So. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I, I know the Cowboys really wanted rice and they were, they were shocked when the 49ers uh, traded in front of them. But yeah, I didn't notice. That's crazy. Wow, man. So, that makes yeah, the real thing look like nothing. <laughs> you know what? That's why draft the draft day is so exciting for me. I tell everybody that I tell everybody that look, I'm busy that weekend. I will give you everything I got on on Sunday. You can have me for entire Sunday. But from Thursday at 8 p.m. to Saturday at 7 p.m., I'm busy. And I told my, you know, I'm I'm a scout master of of a, a Boy Scout troop. Um, I was I've been an assistant scout master for years. Now I'm a scout master as of the last couple months. And I I told them we have a big fundraiser and we couldn't do it last year because of COVID and we sell mulch every year, hmm. this big mulch fundraiser. And you have to do it. kind of want to do it earlier in the spring. We have to do it a little bit later because of just, you know, getting things back on track with the venue and, but, and with COVID and everything. So we had to do it. And I'm like, guys, whatever you do, just don't do it the weekend 
of Saturday the 1st of May. Guess when the fundraiser is? <laughs> Saturday the 1st of May. There you go. And I'm like, I will give you as much as I will give you all the time but before, but when they open up the draft, I'm working. <laughs> Sorry, that I am busy. And check out Draft Week and Tony. We are going to have a podcast ever, after every single pick. Mm-hmm. We are going to have pre-draft shows. We're going to have on the day of the draft, the day of the first round and the day of the second and third round, we are going to have pre-shows. And we're going to be we're going to be giving you first shot at all the information. We are going to have nonstop coverage. And as soon as that pick is made, give us maybe a minute or two to set up. And then you are going to hear us talking about the draft. But what I want to talk about when we talk about the 2021 draft is I am not going to be upset if the Steelers move down in the first round. And I think there's some good opportunity for him to do it. Somebody in the live chat said earlier, and I don't remember who to give it credit to, but somebody made a mention that the Steelers do better when I was doing my list here, when they trade down, than trade up. And I haven't, you know, we didn't even talk about Devin Bush. That was a great trade up. And that's great. But I, I, with some of the guys that they're talking about here, Tony, um, whether you like who I'm going to say here, but there's, we talked about last week, what there's about five positions. We said that you might be okay taking in the first round. Right. So if there's five positions that that you can do well in the first round, what if you can get an extra second round pick? What if you can get an extra third round pick? I like this draft. And with all these mock simulations that I've been doing, you just make one small little trade. You don't kill yourself, but you can really set something up. I had one that I made a trade. I just traded down two spots. It was with the Cleveland Browns. They offered the trade. The, com- the simulator offered the trade, and I got a fifth-round pick out of it. Just trade two. The Steelers, there's a huge gap with their fourth-round pick and their sixth-round pick. There's a huge gap where they're not drafting anybody and there's some really good players that they can go ahead and take in the fifth round. That would be a great deal. The uh, The deal that I want more than anything, and I think that this is very possible, I think about Tampa Bay. I think about the defending champs. What do you think? Their defense is great. Offense, those wide receivers they have there, pretty good. Who's the what's the one position that they could really upgrade on, Tony? And it's a big one. You're talking about Tampa? Tampa. Hmm. I'm putting you on the spot. Offensive you, line? Their offensive line is pretty good. Um, you, I'm gonna say running back. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and somebody like Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is gonna be there at 24. Travis Eddian could be there at 24. I think you're both going to be there. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about how the Steelers would love to have Javante Williams. People on our Slack channel, analysts are worried that Javante might not be there at 55. You kind of don't want to take him in the first round. You want to take him in the second. Right. What, what if you go ahead and make a trade with Tampa? 
and you move down to 32. You move down eight spots, and you get a second rounder. That's not a bad deal. You have two second rounders. Right. What if you could ninja a fifth round pick out of them too? You get a second and a fifth. Yeah, if they if they're targeting a player bad enough, though, some teams will have been known to to do that kind of thing. And you know, uh, end of the first round, you can you might not be able to get the center and Creed Humphrey. He'll probably be gone, but you can get the running back, as you said, Javante Williams. Or maybe you can get him with one of the second round picks. Uh, you, tackle, you, tackle. You might be able to get Creed at thirty two, though. Yeah, I mean, I know the Packers need a, a center and, and the Chiefs need a center, but yeah, you're right. You, you never know. You can get a center, but you could also get maybe a lesser one of lesser value in the second round or you can get you know the tack maybe you need a tackle maybe you can get a, an extra pick and you can pick up one of the tackles or uh zavin collins there's a lot of people you can pick uh at the end of the first round because i'm still in the position right here where i'm taking zavin collins with my first pick i'm st that's still what's on my mind that might change i did a few mocks where i i read your great article and your article was about Creed Humphrey today. Check that out. Really good. So I would, I mean, so I did a mock where I took Creed Humphrey. So, you know, there's guys, there's, they can do a lot in this draft. If they do it, you, you just make one little small trade. You can get, you might be able to get Eddie in. If you want to get a running back, you might be able to get him at 32. So I would probably make a make a trade where you trade up with you could trade up with a Tennessee. You could trade mm -hmm. up with because there's eight teams behind them that want to move up a little bit. Yeah. I would make a trade because the Steelers are still going to get a great pick by moving down just a little bit. Don't think I want to see them move down any farther than 35. Yeah, you still have to you still have to keep because I mean you don't want to they didn't have a first round pick last year so you you don't want to uh, like uh, trade too far down. No, I, I agree. So everybody's talking about who they want to pick in the first round. I'm looking for a trade in the first round, not a huge, not where they they trade down to 56 or something like that. No, no, no. But I think you add one guy. You add one pick, maybe two. You add a fifth round pick too, and you can do that. That's easier. That's actually easier done than said to get back into the fifth round. You can do that. You know th that's possible. And I, I would throw out. Here's another thing I'm doing, Tony. If I want to get back into the fifth round, I might throw in a 2022 pick because you're gonna get some comp picks. Yeah. Every year out of this, you're, you should get some pretty good comp picks this year. Uh, we, you know, you're getting one for Bud Dupree. You're probably getting one for Hilton. You know, we, uh, if Villanueva signs somewhere, I mean, there's a possible, I might be wrong, but they they can get up to four. I think they're at least going to get two with what they've lost in free agency. So I would probably say that, you know, that's, that wouldn't be bad if they, if they maybe traded a fifth round pick from last year. No, from next year, they don't have a fifth round pick because they made that deal 
with Baltimore last year. They made that trade and they ended up with, um, my gosh, I just lost Chris Wormley's name. There it is. Chris Wormley. <laughs> now, but they got the sixth round pick. So they just moved down. They they got Chris Wormley, who, is, who was going to be their starter until Saturday. Right. And they uh, they ended up just moving down. So they just don't have that fifth round pick. So I, w- I would think that this could be a good year where they could move down and not kill themselves to do it. They didn't kill themselves in 1990 when they moved down to uh, get Eric Green. They didn't kill themselves in 2001 when they moved down and still got Casey Hampton. Right. Because if, if it's only a few spots, and you, like you said with Emmett Smith, you probably know that that guy's likely going to be there based on who's, who's drafting in between. So you're probably pr- pretty safe that the player you want is still going to be there. Yeah, but when you're getting rid of a first-round pick – these days, you can get a second or a right. third in there. And if you move about eight spots, that's worth it. Think about the Chiefs. They traded up to get Pat Mahomes. That kind of worked for them. Right. You know, but even if you trade just a couple spots, you're in good shape. You know, there's uh, <clears throat> there's some people in here that aren't okay with uh, – I went past it real quick. There's people people that aren't okay with taking a defensive a defensive uh, player, and yeah, <laughs> you know you know what? And I'm laughing because I'm reading John Knox now saying Bet is going full Buddy Parker. Yeah, Buddy got rid of all of the first rounders back in the '60s. Um, oh. But you know what? No, I especially at, at corner corner you need to you need to pick one of the uh, you need to pick a corner high. And at least the first four rounds now, you know, you really do because what's the future of corner with Joe Hayden getting older? You probably want want to put a high pick on a corner, and right. I'm still I'm still high on on bringing a, a linebacker in there too. But if you if you get another pick in that top four, you can do it with how deep this draft is. You can still get your center, you can get a tackle, you can get a running back. I'm still, people are going to go crazy. I'm still looking at this guy. If they can get him, get another fifth round pick, get a fifth round pick or in their last fourth round pick. I still love Anthony Schwartz, who's a wide receiver with blazing like four, two speed. Hmm. You know, he's a, he'd be your kick returner too. There there's guys like that, that I would love to see them get. And it's possible. Right. But. You We're going to have plenty of time to talk about that. We've got a month until the draft. I cannot wait, Tony. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get geared up for it. I'm trying to get jazzed up. It usually takes me longer than most. No offense. I know a lot of people really get into it right after the season is over. It takes me a while, but now that I'm getting into it, I'm starting to get excited about it. Starting to learn a lot of players, and I might be more informed, and and and, and you guys will be happier with me out there. I, I won't be so ignorant about, about the draft in, in, in the final month. Every year, I always, it takes me a while, but every year I, I – I started to get into it, so I'm really excited. I can't wait. Now that you have the draft simulator, I've got to apologize because that was a uh, man that that takes up a lot of time because it's a lot of fun. So <laughs> there it you is. go. It's addicting or addictive. So th- there's there's a, a lot of questions in the live chat um, as we get ready to get on out of here. There's some questions about Ryan Switzer's uh, update. His son is back in the hospital, so. Uh, 
we definitely have blessings and prayers going out to the Switzer family once again. Um, I hope they get that taken care of with young Christian Switzer. Um, blessings goes out, goes out, and we really hope that uh, they, the doctors can get that figured out with uh, Ryan Switzer and his son. And uh, thoughts goes out to his wife as well. Um, so lots of things going on there. And uh, remember, it's family first. But to my BTSC family, you're my family too. I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got 125 people in here right now with eyes on us in March. And we're so glad that you're hanging out with us. And you give us this platform to be able to talk to you every single week. Whether you would disagree with us or you agree with us, I don't care. All I care about is that you're with us here, and that's special. And I love having you being a part of our BTSC family. Tony, any final thoughts? It was it was a, a really fun show. I had a lot of fun uh, talking about the draft, past drafts, current the current draft. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm I really had a great great time tonight. Okay, so here's something that I didn't see. I'm not great with the live chat sometimes because, you know, I don't multitask well. Um, Cree, big friend of the show here too, says his surgery was today and was successful. So I'm so glad to hear about that. Uh, Jeff Dunn says Ryan's son is okay as well. Um, thank you for letting me know that because I have not seen that as well. Sometimes it goes way beyond what goes on between the lines. And Absolutely. there's so much more. So I'm glad that you're there. So Steeler Nation, I'm buying you all a Coke. <laughs> so with that being said, Tony, I'm just going to tell you this. You know it. You know it well. Just when you think that you've got all the answers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Can't do it yet. We just got a last second super chat from John Knox for $10. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. Um, sometimes we get those right at the end of the show and we miss them and, and we see at the end that we don't, that we didn't get a chance to mention it, but thank you. I wanted to catch this for Switz and his family. $10. Thank you, John Knotts. Really appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. And thank you all of you out there. We appreciate it. Um, for all of the words for the Switzer family too. Um, so uh, best wishes. So Tony, just when you think you've got all the answers. As John Knox said, we keep changing the questions. <laughs> all right. We will see you. Have a good one. And we will see you soon. Take care.